get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Doing awesome, boys. How you guys doing? Doing fantastic, man. So from practice, it looked like that uh, we saw some of these healthy guys back on the ice. What is the, uh, what's the update on some of these players from Craig Berube? Yeah, if you want to look at uh, the good side of no hockey for a little bit, it's that the Blues are going to be able to get even more healthy before they return to the ice Monday against uh, New Jersey at Enterprise. Guys, uh, everybody, David Perron, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Billy Huso, all these guys were out skating today. And so some of them, a couple of them, might have been available for uh, what would have been tonight's game against Ottawa, Thursday against Toronto, uh, but a pretty good indication that a couple of them, even more, could be back next week so a good sign for the blues yeah we were just talking about this in our previous segment jr and for me i feel like this break may have come at the right time and i know a lot of people look at it and say oh man you stopped when they were trending in the right direction won six of their previous 10 games but with the health of players coming back and on top of it with that with that hanging over their heads of the protocol and the restrictions and everything it just felt like this team was going to have a lot more problems in canada for the next two than what they would have now to shut things down and come back on monday yeah, and at some point, at some point, you have to catch your breath. It's, it's just going to catch up to you. And so, you know, I hate to take the convenient way out and say that the break comes at a good time, too. I know that these guys uh, have been playing well, and, and they'll tell you themselves they want to keep playing. I get that. So they know more about their situation uh, than I do. Uh, but this team has been running really hard for several months. They've been doing it on fumes at times. They've been playing shorthanded, what, three times out of a four-game stretch. They've gotten it done with the Springfield Express, uh, a lot of minutes on the veterans. And, uh, you know, now they're going to start trying to work guys back in the lineup. So a few extra practices for some of these injured guys that we talked about. I think it's a a really good time. It's obviously unfortunate what uh, the league and the Blues and everyone's going through right now, now, but uh, they're all going to get a chance to to catch their breath and come back on Sunday. Speaking of which, uh, there will be a practice on Sunday. Usually they get the day after Christmas off, but uh, within all these changes, they've allowed teams to uh, call guys in for practice on Sunday, so that'll be the case with the Blues before they play on Monday. JR, before we get more into the Blues roster and the decisions that are upcoming, I just wanted to actually ask you kind of a big picture here, and I know it's kind of unknown at this point, but it's expected to be announced later today or tomorrow that the NHL players won't be participating in the Olympics, and we talked about this with David Pignota yesterday of Sirius XM NHL, and he said he would imagine that the games that will need to be rescheduled will take place in February during that Olympic break. Do you expect that to happen? And do you expect that opportunity to open up maybe some uh, scheduling chances so that they spread the games out a little bit more since the Olympics won't be happening? Yeah, we'll have to see what it looks like. But yeah, they'll definitely use that uh, time they were supposed to go to the Olympics 
to get the the schedule filled out. You know, it, that's what the uh, the Olympics are two prong. I think it's a situation of uh, they, they they postpone so many games, they're going to have to take some time to reschedule those, and it's not going to be easy. I know you guys broke it down, uh, but you've got buildings that are occupied, and now you're trying to you know, make a schedule uh, just weeks in advance, trying to fit hockey games into these buildings, it's going to be tough. So part of it is rescheduling all these games that have been postponed. And then the bigger picture too, do you really want these guys going to China uh, is the bigger question. And, you know, some of them perhaps contracting and not, not being available when you come back. So there's a lot of issues here, uh, but I do anticipate that they'll use that time to try to, uh, you know, get in, squeeze in as many of these games as they can. JR, do you think this break comes at maybe a bad time for Jordan Bennington, though, as he's just got off about a week, week, week and a half layoff from being on the COVID list. He plays a game, gets a little bit of action, he's practiced, and now he's going to get another week layoff. Do you think that's good for Jordan Bennington, or do you think that might have a little bit of a negative effect on him? I think it can be. The biggest thing to me is I know some fans were disappointed in Craig Ruby and the decision to start Jordan Bennington in Winnipeg. You know, I didn't mind the decision at all. He's played well in Winnipeg. At some point, you have to get your starter back in. You know, look, if, if Charlie Lindgren gives up four, it's a big if. You say, okay, well, you know, he's he's taken them as far as he could, and, and uh, maybe he needed a break. You should have given him a break. You should have started Jordan Bennington here. You know, I, I think you hear people on both sides of that. To me, now that they've postponed the next two games, T-Bone, uh, to me, it's good that Jordan Bennington got into a game because he could have gone, you know, another week, week and a half without uh, seeing any action. So to me, the fact that he got into a game, now he gets a, another practice today. They were on the ice here at 17. You know, now he's off. So good thing, bad thing. I just think the bigger picture, it's a good thing that he got into a game and didn't have to wait another week uh, and, and stretch that COVID slash postpone game stretch out even longer yeah that's a great point we're talking with blues insider for us here on 101 espn jeremy rutherford of the athletic you can follow him on twitter at jp rutherford jr since we're speaking of the goaltending uh, i know this is going to be the biggest question from now until monday when the blues take the ice against the new jersey devils and i guess a lot of this is pending ville huso's return if he's healthy enough to return but what do you do when you have all three ready to go with Bennington, with Huso and Charlie Lindgren? Um, and we looked at this yesterday a little bit. And as long as Lindgren doesn't play 10 games or 30 days with the team, he's eligible to avoid waivers, which I guess is a benefit for St. Louis. Yeah. And I think, uh, look, I've been you know, one of Charlie Lindgren's biggest fans here. So I think that, you know, when you say that Lindgren will be the guy that, that probably goes down at some point. It's not reflective of how he's played. It's just how NHL rosters work, and especially the Blues with the salary cap and the injuries and the COVID situation that they've had. Uh, you look at it, Jordan Bennington's your starter. Billy Huso's your backup. You can lose Billy Huso uh, to, to waivers. And let's not forget in all this, as good as Lindgren's been, Billy Huso's been you know incredible this year. So you know why not let him get back to who he was prior to uh, his recent situation. So, you know, Lindgren's been great. You might see him again this season, but I think if you're able to carry the two goalies, the Blues have their plan in place. Yes, sometimes that plan changes. Lindgren plays his way onto your roster, uh, but you just have to keep in mind, 
you know, what the Blues are dealing with from a cap standpoint, from a roster standpoint, and how many goalies you can keep. So with that roster standpoint, JR, uh, it, it seems like uh, Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, a good problem to have, but definitely in a little bit of a conundrum with this roster decision. Uh, you know, you look at a player like Nathan Walker and would assume he'll find his way back to the Springfield Thunderbirds. Maybe the same with Dakota Joshua, but it really does seem like you're not going to be sending Logan Brown back down to Springfield, especially if he's got a clear waivers. And with that being said, I mean, you got a scenario right now where Robert Thomas or Braden Shen could be playing on your fourth line, which makes absolute zero sense for how they uh, attribute to this team. Yeah, it's hard to even uh, drop the lines at this point, you know, watching everybody come back healthy, but let's keep a couple things in mind. First of all, uh, Torpchenko and Matthew Pekka, they went back to uh, Springfield. And so now you're looking at a few of those Springfield guys that you're going to have to move once the healthy guys do come back. When the dust settles, I do anticipate that Logan Brown will remain a blue. In fact, I've heard that the Blues have told him to find a place to stay, not that he actually needed one because he's been staying with his folks. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's always indicative that, uh, that you're going to stay in St. Louis. So uh, I would anticipate him being a blue when all this roster dust settles. Uh, so Logan and Brown will be here, and he deserves to. He's played uh, he's played really strong. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is, you know, all these injured guys skating, Braden Shen, James Neal, they're not skating. So I don't know that it's going to be immediately after the Christmas break and when the teams return that you're going to have everybody healthy. So, you know, guys like Dakota Joshua – could still have a place on this team so we'll see but they're going to have to move out uh, a few of those Springfield guys you know as well as they've played that's actually a good thing it means your NHL guys are getting healthy but it doesn't mean all of them are getting healthy. JR with with this team getting healthy I mean we look at the depth of this team and as Alex just said there in his previous question we're talking about possibly even Brayden Chen and Robert Thomas being on a fourth line do you think the Blues' depth of scoring makes them one of the most dangerous teams in hockey? Because I look at the stats, and i got four guys with 10 or more goals on this team and eight guys with 15 points or more. Does, it, does their depth and their depth of scoring make them like one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL? Yeah, I think so, you know, when they're scoring. And, and I think, you know, they've been one of the better scoring teams in the league uh, this year. The shooting percentage, last I checked, was, you know, pretty high. I think it was, uh, what, 10, 11 uh, percent has a team pretty good. Uh, you know, I know their expected goals hasn't been uh, quite as good. So sometimes the analytics tell you that it might look a little different uh, down the road than it is right now. Uh, but I think they've been doing the job and you're getting contributions from everybody. Look, I, I realize you dropped the lines. You could potentially see a guy like Robert Thomas, you know, further down. But to me, you know, if he, if he can figure out a way to score too, he's definitely got a place in that top six. He's the best passer on the team, I think. And, and uh, you know, as we've seen this year, though, it, it's tough to have everybody healthy. So, you know, they had it, what, for about 24 hours where you had uh, all 12 guys and you could actually draw it up like you did in the off season, but uh, it doesn't happen often. So, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely, to me, when they have everybody T-bone, you know, this is a top five, top seven offense in the league. JR, final one, and we appreciate the time as always. Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic here with us on BK and Ferrario. Uh, with this time off, and it's hard to imagine that they would be trying to figure this out with the holidays here, but are you surprised that there's been no conversation about Craig Berube and a contract extension, and do you feel like that conversation is going to start picking up? Well, yeah, that, that we know of. I've always uh, said that. You know, there's been times where, you know, I've written things like that, like a surprise that uh, – 
you know, you really haven't heard much. And then a couple of days later, there's a press conference. You know, that happened uh, with the Doug Armstrong five-year yeah. deal. I think that, that kind of came out of the blue. So, you know, I'm a little bit careful in, in that area. You know, I think uh, I was asked about that in a mailbag the other day at The Athletic. And my response is, I mean, if you're Tom Stillman and you're Doug Armstrong, you, there's no way you could look at this situation any differently than the rest of us see it and that he and his staff have done a phenomenal job and, and that Craig Ruby continues to be the right guy for this club the way they've played through uh, this season. And I know it hasn't gone well the past couple of years, particularly in the playoffs, but uh, you look at Craig Bruby, he's coming up on win number 200. His next win will be number 200, and that's just phenomenal for a guy who uh, stepped in in 2019 and, and won the Stanley Cup. So to me, there's still some staying power. There's still some respect for that voice. Uh, Craig Bruby's in the locker room, and I think they'll get something done and we just don't know. Is it uh, next week? Is it uh, after the season? I don't know, but uh, I-, I believe something will get done. Yeah, I-, I hope so with this one. Hey, JR, always appreciate the time, my man. Uh, phenomenal work on The Athletic. If you don't subscribe, make sure you subscribe to Jeremy Rutherford and all of the other hockey coverage on The Athletic. You can follow JR on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Thank you so much, not just for today, man, but for all season long. Have a great uh, Christmas with the family, and we look forward to talking with you on Monday when the Blues are back at it. You guys, too. Thanks. Happy holidays. There you go. Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. Again, follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. We're going to talk more about that Craig Berube contract extension a little bit later. Uh, I gave that nugget with Danny Mack, but you heard JR mention one win away from 200. He would be the seventh coach in NHL history to have 200 or more wins and played 1,000 or more games in the NHL, which is a pretty impressive feat for Craig Berube. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're also going to take your mic drops, the Rhino Shield mic drops, on the 101 ESPN app, what do you need to see from the Blues in the next three months, which is going to take you up to the trade deadline? In fact, three months to today takes you up to the trade deadline on March 21st. What do you need to see in the next three months for you to believe that the Blues are legitimate cup contenders? 65780, Air Comfort Service text line, or you can send us mic drops on the 101 ESPN app, the Rhino Shield mic drops. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Questions and answers next. Here on BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Giving you the picture, the real big St. Louis sports picture. It's BK and Ferrario, live from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Questions and answers coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Air Comfort Service text line 65780. As you heard Tanner Hendrickson mention on his Sports Center update, another game pin postponed the Capitals and Flyers, so only one remaining uh, before the NHL officially shuts things down for the holidays. Expected to be back in action on Monday, at least for St. Louis, when they take on the New Jersey Devils. Blues wrapped up their final practice before the holiday break a little bit ago out at Centene, and we're going to talk about that and more with our Blues insider of the athletic easy for me to say jeremy rutherford jr how are you today buddy doing awesome boys how you guys doing doing fantastic man so from practice it looked like that uh, we saw some of these healthy guys back on the ice what is the uh what's the update on some of these players from craig berube yeah if you want to look at uh, the good side of no hockey for a little bit it's that the blues are going to be able to get even more healthy before they return to the ice monday against uh, new jersey at enterprise guys uh, everybody david perron Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Billy Huso, all these guys were out skating today. And so some of them, a couple of them, might have been available for uh, what would have been tonight's game against Ottawa, Thursday against Toronto, 
uh, but a pretty good indication that a couple of them, even more, could be back next week. So a good sign for the Blues. Yeah, we were just talking about this in our previous segment, JR, and for me, I feel like this break may have come at the right time. And I know a lot of people look at it and say, oh, man, you stopped when they were trending in the right direction, won six of their previous ten games. But with the health of players coming back, and on top of it, with that with that hanging over their heads of the protocol and the restrictions and everything, it just felt like this team was going to have a lot more problems in Canada for the next two than what they would have now to shut things down and come back on Monday. Yeah, and at some point, at some point, you have to catch your breath. It's, it's just going to catch up to you. And so, you know, I hate to take the convenient way out and say that the break comes at a good time, too. I know that these guys uh, have been playing well, and, and they'll tell you themselves they want to keep playing. I get that. So they know more about their situation uh, than I do. Uh, but this team has been running really hard for several months. They've been doing it on fumes at times. They've been playing shorthanded, what, three times out of a four-game stretch. They've gotten it done with the Springfield Express, uh, a lot of minutes on the veterans. And, uh, you know, now they're going to start trying to work guys back in the lineup. So a few extra practices for some of these injured guys that we talked about. I think it's a, a really good time. It's obviously unfortunate what uh, the league and the Blues and everyone's going through right now, right, right, right now but uh, they're all going to get a chance to – to catch their breath and come back on Sunday. Speaking of which, uh, there will be a practice on Sunday. Usually they get the day after Christmas off, but uh, within all these changes, they've allowed teams to uh, call guys in for practice on Sunday. So that'll be the case with the Blues before they play on Monday. JR, before we get more into the Blues roster and the decisions that are upcoming, I just wanted to actually ask you kind of a big picture here. And I know it's kind of unknown at this point, but it's expected to be announced later today or tomorrow that the NHL players won't be participating in the Olympics. And we talked about this with David Pinota yesterday of Sirius XM NHL and he said he would imagine that the games that will need to be rescheduled will take place in February during that Olympic break. Do you expect that to happen and do you expect that opportunity to open up maybe some uh, scheduling chances so that they spread the games out a little bit more since the Olympics won't be happening? Yeah, we'll have to see what it looks like but yeah, they'll definitely use that uh, time they were supposed to go to the Olympics uh, to get the the schedule filled out, you know it, that's what the uh, the Olympics are two prong. I think it's a situation of uh, they they postpone so many games they're going to have to take some time to reschedule those, and it's not going to be easy. I know you guys broke it down, uh, but you've got buildings that are occupied, and now you're trying to you know make a schedule uh, just weeks in advance, trying to fit hockey games into these buildings. It's going to be tough. So. Part of it is rescheduling all these games that have been postponed. And then the bigger picture, too, do you really want these guys going to China uh, is the bigger question. And, you know, some of them perhaps contracting and not not being available when you come back. So there's a lot of issues here, uh, but I do anticipate that they'll use that time to try to, uh, you know, get in, squeeze in as many of these games as they can. JR, do you think this break comes at maybe a bad time for Jordan Bennington, though, as he's just got off about a week, week, week and a half layoff from being on the COVID list. He plays a game, gets a little bit of action, he's practice, and now he's going to get another week layoff. Do you think that's good for Jordan Bennington, or you think that might have a little bit of a negative effect on him? I think it can be. The biggest thing to me is I know some fans were disappointed in Craig Ruby and the decision to start Jordan Bennington in Winnipeg. You know, I didn't mind the decision at all. He's played well in Winnipeg. At some point, you have to get your starter back in. You know, look, if, if Charlie Lindgren gives up four, it's a big if. You say, okay, well, you know, he's he's took them as far as he could, and, and uh, maybe he needed a break. You should have given him a break. You should have started Jordan Bennington here. You know, I, I think you hear people on both sides of that. To me, now that they've postponed the next two games, 
T-Bone. Uh, to me, it's good that Jordan Bennington got into a game because he could have gone, you know, another week, week and a half without uh, seeing any action. So to me, the fact that he got into a game, now he gets a, another practice today. They were on the ice here at 17. You know, now he's off. So good thing, bad thing. I just think the bigger picture, it's a good thing that he got into a game and didn't have to wait another week uh, and, and stretch that COVID slash postponed game stretch out even longer. Yeah, that's a great point. We're talking with Blues Insider for us here on 101 ESPN, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, since we're speaking of the goaltending, uh, I know this is going to be the biggest question from now until Monday when the Blues take the ice against the New Jersey Devils. And I guess a lot of this is pending Ville Husso's return if he's healthy enough to return. But what do you do when you have all three ready to go with Bennington, with Huso and Charlie Lindgren? Um, and we looked at this yesterday a little bit. And as long as Lindgren doesn't play 10 games or 30 days with the team, he's eligible to avoid waivers, which I guess is a benefit for St. Louis. Yeah, and I think, uh, look, I've been you know, one of Charlie Lindgren's biggest fans here. So I think that, you know, when you say that Lindgren will be the guy that that probably goes down at some point, it's not reflective of how he's played. It's just how NHL rosters work, and especially the Blues with the salary cap and the injuries and the COVID situation that they've had. Uh, you look at it, Jordan Bennington's your starter. Billy Huso's your backup. You can lose Billy Huso uh, to, to waivers. And let's not forget in all this, as good as Lindgren's been, Billy Huso's been you know incredible this year. So you know why not let him get back to who he was prior to uh, his recent situation. So, you know, Lindgren's been great. You might see him again this season, but I think if you're able to carry the two goalies, the Blues have their plan in place. Yes, sometimes that plan changes. Lindgren plays his way onto your roster, uh, but you just have to keep in mind, you know, what the Blues are dealing with from a cap standpoint, from a roster standpoint, and how many goalies you can keep. So with that roster standpoint, JR, uh, it, it seems like uh, Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, a good problem to have, but definitely in a little bit of a conundrum with this roster decision. Uh, you know, you look at a player like Nathan Walker and would assume he'll find his way back to the Springfield Thunderbirds, maybe the same with Dakota Joshua, but it really does seem like you're not going to be sending Logan Brown back down to Springfield, especially if he's got a clear waivers. And with that being said, I mean, you got a scenario right now where Robert Thomas or Braden Shen could be playing on your fourth line, which makes absolute zero sense for how they uh, attribute to this team. Yeah, it's hard to even uh, drop the lines at this point, you know, watching everybody come back healthy. But let's keep a couple things in mind. First of all, uh, Torpchenko and Matthew Pekka, they went back to uh, Springfield. And so now you're looking at a few of those Springfield guys that you're going to have to move once the healthy guys do come back. When the dust settles, I do anticipate that Logan Brown will remain a blue. In fact, I've heard that the Blues have told him to find a place to stay, not that he actually needed one because he's been staying with his folks. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's always indicative that, uh, that you're going to stay in St. Louis. So uh, I would anticipate him being a blue when all this roster dust settles. Uh, so Logan and Brown will be here, and he deserves to. He's played, uh, he's played really strong. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is, you know, all these injured guys skating, Braden Shen, James Neal, they're not skating. So I don't know that it's going to be immediately after the Christmas break and when the teams return that you're going to have everybody healthy. So, you know, guys like Dakota Joshua – could still have a place on this team so we'll see but they're going to have to move out a few of those Springfield guys you know as well as they've played that's actually a good thing it means your NHL guys are getting healthy but it doesn't mean all of them are getting healthy 
JR, with with this team getting healthy, I mean, we look at the depth of this team, and as Alex just said there in his previous question, we're talking about possibly even Brayden Chen and Robert Thomas being on a fourth line. Do, do you think the Blues' depth of scoring makes them one of the most dangerous teams in hockey? Because I look at the stats, and I got four guys with 10 or more goals on this team and eight guys with 15 points or more. Does, it, does their depth and their depth of scoring make them like one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL? Yeah, I think so, you know, when they're scoring. And, and I think, you know, they've been one of the better scoring teams in the league uh, this year. The shooting percentage, last I checked, was, you know, pretty high. I think it was, uh, what, 10, 11 uh, percent as a team, pretty good. Uh, you know, I know their expected goals hasn't been uh, quite as good. So sometimes the analytics tell you that it might look a little different uh, down the road than it is right now. Uh, but I think they've been doing the job and you're getting contributions from everybody. Look, I, I realize you dropped the lines. You could potentially see a guy like Robert Thomas, you know, further down. But to me, you know, if he, if he can figure out a way to score too, he's definitely got a place in that top six. He's the best passer on the team, I think. And, and uh, you know, as we've seen this year, though, it, it's tough to have everybody healthy. So, you know, they had it, what, for about 24 hours where you had uh, all 12 guys and you could actually draw it up like you did in the off season, but uh, it doesn't happen often, so, so we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, they're definitely, to me, when they have everybody T-bone, you know, this is a top five, top seven offense in the league. JR, final one, and we appreciate the time, as always. Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic here with us on BK and Ferrario. Uh, with this time off and it's hard to imagine that they would be trying to figure this out with the holidays here, but are you surprised that there's been no conversation about Craig Berube and a contract extension? And do you feel like that conversation is going to start picking up? Well, yeah, that that we know of, I've always uh, said that, you know, there's been times where, you know, I've written things like that, like a surprise that, uh, you know, you really haven't heard much. And then a couple of days later, there's a press conference. You know, that happened uh, with the Doug Armstrong five-year yeah. deal. I think that, that kind of came out of the blue. So, you know, I'm a little bit careful in, in that area. You know, I think uh, I was asked about that in a mailbag the other day at The Athletic. And my response is, I mean, if you're Tom Stillman and you're Doug Armstrong, you, there's no way you could look at this situation any differently than the rest of us see it and that he and his staff have done a phenomenal job and, and that Craig Ruby continues to be the right guy for this club the way they've played through uh, this season. And I know it hasn't gone well the past couple of years, particularly in the playoffs, but uh, you look at Craig Bruby, he's coming up on win number 200. His next win will be number 200. And that's just phenomenal for a guy who uh, stepped in in 2019 and, and won the Stanley cup. So to me, there's still some staying power. There's still some respect for that voice. Uh, Craig Bruby's in the locker room and I think they'll get something done and we just don't know. Is it uh, next week? Is it uh, after the season? I don't know, but uh, I-, I believe something will get done. Yeah, I-, I hope so with this one. Hey, JR, always appreciate the time, my man. Uh, phenomenal work on The Athletic. If you don't subscribe, make sure you subscribe to Jeremy Rutherford and all of the other hockey coverage on The Athletic. You can follow JR on Twitter at JP Rutherford. Thank you so much, not just for today, man, but for all season long. Have a great uh, Christmas with the family. We look forward to talking with you on Monday when the Blues are back at it. You guys, too. Thanks. Happy holidays.